Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Look at us. If we were enemies, would we be here? So don't let accept that time. The organizations that work best are the women's organizations. And let's remember that. As women, we accept that we need the support of family and men in leadership. We recognize that partnerships with other groups, elimination of unnecessary competition, and collaboration on projects will not only make us better, but it will enable us to get the job done and done well. We admit that we can no longer exhibit the unwillingness to ask for help to avoid seeming like we are incapable or incompetent. Founder and Executive Director of Salt and Light Ministries, Dr. Joyce Ayi. Now, Ecobank Ghana is seeking to deepen its collaboration with the multimedia group to drive the financial inclusion agenda of the bank through its digital platforms. The bank on Friday paid a call to call on the management of multimedia to outline the plan for the agenda in the next economic year. Regional Head of Communication and Marketing at Ecobank Ghana, Rita Chega, spoke to Joy Business. Guilt-edged instruments with as little as five Ghana cities. And so that just allows you with as little as five Ghana cities to um, purchase um, treasury bills, which is a government of Ghana bill. You know, so here clearly the agenda is to push financial inclusion. And if you can work with us to get it down to those who need to save in a secured manner, then, you know, it's a win-win, especially um, for uh, our women, our mothers, and our sisters who are in the market. Rita Chiga is the Regional Head of Communication and Marketing at Ecobank Ghana. Now, Fun Milk Limited, one of Ghana's leading ice cream producers, has launched yet another mouth-watering product, the Cocoa Pine, as an addition to its range of assorted products. The new Cocoa Pine flavor is a blend of coconut and pineapple flavor, which comes at a cost of one Ghana city's 80 pesos. Brands manager of Fun Milk, Abdul Razak, told Joy Business that business has been good amidst the economic challenges. At Fan Milk, um, the consumer is at the center of everything we do. So we are always innovating to meet the consumer's need. Um, we have launched Cocoa Pine. It's a new um, addition to the Fan Yogo range to give consumers more choice, more variety, more options. It's a cocoa, coconut and pineapple flavored yogurt. Cocoa Pine, it comes in a bigger 180 ml pack and it's, it comes in a nice blend of coconut and pineapple flavor. It's available um, all over Ghana. It is going for um, one CD, 80 pesos. For the 180 ml big pack, business is quite okay. And um, we know the economy is tough, but business has been okay so far. We are hoping to close the year well. Brands manager at Fanmilk, Abdul Razak. He's still listening to the Joy Business Report with me, Charles Aite. Now, the call for the re-registration of subscriber identity model cards, SIM cards, uh, dates back to over a decade when the National Communications Authority, NTA, realized it was being used for criminal activities. Nevertheless, the unavailability of proper identification records continues to be a hindrance to the registration process. With an upgoing, re- upcoming re-registration exercise, we ask, will this be any different from what we've realized all these years? Karin Dodu has the rest of the story in today's Business Journal. The announcement by the Communication Minister Monday was greeted with mixed reactions. For some subscribers, they feel the move is a good one. The personal identification detail of each mobile phone user is kept in a database for reference if the user abuses the mobile telephony service for criminal activities. It's a good initiative. It's basically fraud if you, if you are to do that because if you are to buy a SIM card that is already registered and that is not, not with your identity, it's, it's fraud. So I think it's, it's good. I think it's a good idea. It's a good idea. But wait, let's rewind. <laughs> 
2010, the National Communication Authority, the NCA, instructed all the telcos to ensure that their subscribers have their SIM registered or risk being deactivated. Visit your nearest registration point where you will provide your ID and SIM card and will be given a registration form to fill once you've registered. That was one of the numerous commercials by the telcos to encourage their subscribers to register their SIM. However, the registration exercise, which was expected to run for a full year from July 2010 to June 2011, rendered futile as it became evident that quite a number of subscribers had not followed the due process for registration. At the end of that period, nearly all SIM cards in use had been registered. The NCA explained that some of the reasons for the invalid registration could be traced to the quality of subscriber information provided. Nine years down the line, and SIM card registration in Ghana is still faced with challenges. It is quite clear that the current SIM card registration regime is deficient and fraught with many challenges, defeating the purpose of the SIM registration regulations. Mindful of this, Cabinet earlier this year directed the Minister for Communications to instruct all telecommunications companies to fully comply with the law governing SIM card acquisition, which requires the presentation of a valid ID document prior to registration. The upcoming registration exercise, which is expected to run from January to June 2020, according to the Communication Minister, Eslo Wusuekufu, will help fight crime associated to SIM cards and to ensure the authenticity of data collected. So, the NC has instructed that the re-registration exercise will be done with a Ghana card. But how possible will it be with a Ghana card registration having its own set of problems? Actually, being at work and not being able to move to my center where in my area where it should have been done for me, that posed a challenge. So I wasn't able to do it. The registration of the Ghana card, I don't think they are even done yet. So if they are able to finish it, then I think... Everybody can do that again. Although details on the re-registration exercise are yet to be communicated, many are wondering if this exercise will be any different from the previous ones. For Joy Business, Karen Dudu. Well, and that's how we end this edition of the Joy Business Report. Our top story, Association of Ghana Industries, AGI, warns against the closure of Ghana's eastern borders. Predict retaliatory action could complicate trade talks with Nigeria. My name is Charles Ayati. Coming up next is the locker room with Joy. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. 
CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Charlie, where are you? Postman, I'm at the bank. Really? But your car is in front of your house. Bro, my bank or my phone, Charlie. Oh, how? EcoBank, bro. With EcoBank Mobile app, I can do everything, anywhere, anytime. Listen, I just checked my account balance, paid Amazon school fees, and sent money to my grandma at Walwale. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Masa, just download the EcoBank Mobile app from the Google Play Store or the App Store or dial star 770 hash and be your own bank manager. Manager, manager. Whether to pay bills or fees, to check account statements, send money across Ghana, abroad, and more, EcoBank Mobile app has got it covered. EcoBank Mobile making everyday people live everyday lives the Echo Bank way. Echo Bank, the Pan-African Bank. May I please have your attention for the following announcements. Nene Kano Atikpa III, Mankralu, an acting president of the Ningo Traditional Council. Nene Abram Ukiako Kabo, Paramount Chief of Ada Traditional Area. All Paramount Chiefs of Gadangwe Lands, Nenete Dama the Fourth, Chief of New Ningo, Numo John Kabutenete, Head of the Native Family in Ghana and the Diaspora, Numo Kwejo, Head of the Kabiawe Family of Great Ningo, Numo Ayiku Agbogule of Lekpono, and the entire Presbytery of the Imano Congregation, Ningo District of the Presbyterian Church of Ghana wishes to announce with deep sadness the passing into glory of their beloved Mr. Wilson Gli Nerti W.G. Nerti affectionately known as Cheko Wuda. The late Mr. Nerti was CEO of Modern Ghana Builders which sad events took place at his residence Ringway Estates Osu on 2nd of September 2019. The Nati family will receive all well wishes at his residence, First Ringway Estates, number 12, Osu, on the 20th of October 2019, from 10 a.m. onwards. Funeral rites and celebration of his life will be announced later. That's all for the announcements. Thank you very much for your attention. Hello, I'm Sarah Mulkerns, host of Sports World on the BBC World Service for the very best of previews to the sporting weekend. Listen to George Addo Jr. on the locker room on Joy 99.7 FM. Live on radio, live online. This is the locker room on Joy 99.7 FM with George Addo Jr. to switch national pride for club shirts as managers, players and fans alike invest more of their emotions and the big domestic football schedule resumes with so much of the Carter's weekend Ronaldo on a hat-trick oh that's brilliant that is absolutely brilliant by Cristiano Ronaldo of the game remaining he's in says Karen Carney he is in Adama Traore clean through on goal Fernandinho changes Traore I don't believe it scores a second Wolves have won the game it's two Champing at the bit is Sergio Roberto returns it. Here's the Croatian midfielder, a delicate oh! shot, and Ivan Rakitic.
Rakitic rockets Barcelona in. England leads the way with a top clash between the Red Devils and the Cops. Jurgen Klopp's men threatened, but Ole Gunnar Solskjaer needs a bit of respite. And the triumph over the enemy is fit for purpose. Played to Fabinho. Fabinho's ball into the penalty area. Manny's there! Liverpool do break through. Midway through the first half. It had been coming. It had been coming. And Manny is the man who's able to take it down and pop it past the hair. Matters here! Matters here! Exhilaration at Old Trafford. The hair with a touch. It's going to fall for Shakiri. Deflected in off the underside of the crossbar. And it's 2-1 Liverpool. And here's another ball over the top. Taken down brilliantly by Rashford. 3-0. There's no flag. Rashford took that away. Superb. Oh, that's a splendid goal. That is a splendid goal from Daniel James. The A-list visitors at Old Trafford will set the scene for a classic. Frank Lampard's Chelsea welcomed the trick in Newcastle to Stamford Bridge. Pep Guardiola's men worried about Aymeric Laporte's after-effect face Crystal Palace. Arsenal up against Sheffield. We have a preview of all EPL games and matchups in Italy, Spain, Germany and France. Also coming up, basketball. It's off to Leonard, defended by Simmons. Is this the dagger? After some of blockbuster trades, exciting draft picks and diplomatic controversies, basketball takes center stage again as the NBA returns early next week. The 2019-2020 regular season tips off in days when Toronto Raptors host the New Orleans Pelicans in the first nationally televised game of the season. We have a preview ahead. If you'd like to send us a message on any of the topics of the day, we'll have to read them via social media accounts, joy 997 on Facebook, 0244340437 on WhatsApp and Telegram or tweet it as a Joy Sports GH. And we ask, are Manchester City paying the price for not replacing Vincent Company in the summer? We'll be in Moscow for updates from the Kremlin Cup and in the United States to preview the WBC IBF World Title fight between Arta Betabiev and Alexander Voshnik. You are listening to the locker room on your superstation, Joy 99.7 FM. Hello from me, George Adi Jr., and welcome. Live on radio, live online, this is The Locker Room with George Addo Jr. afternoon to you wherever you find yourself and we're back in it it's time to talk about what the weekend has for us and great stuff to come football basketball there's a bit of uh, some football politics to talk about and the best place to begin this afternoon then should be uh, football and on the continent because the tassel for places in the 2020 chan or the 2020 african nations championship intensifies and Ghana, you know, has failed to make the last two editions under coach Maxwell Kunedu. Uh, but he actually believes that this time he's going out there to fight a good fight against Burkina Faso. Edo Wagadougou on Sunday. We're keeping taps on that. Remember that the neighbours are set for the final round. Second leg showdown in Wagadougou. The first leg in Kumasi ended one goal to nil against the Black Stars beam. And the Stallions are definitely looking forward to try and do this. Remember in 2017... Uh, the Black Stars B were denied a, a ticket uh, to the 2018 Championships. And you know that by Burkina Faso. So, uh, what should we expect this time around when they get into Ouagadougou? Joining me on the show is my colleague Benedict Owusu. Benedict, thank you very much for your time this afternoon. Yeah, How are you doing? Thanks for having me. I'm doing fantastic. Yeah, I, I hope was, you're good too. I, I'm good. I'm good. I really yeah, was, expecting good, the, good. I was expecting the reaction there. <laughs> we'll talk about the Black Stars B shortly. But can we get into a bit of the elections right now? And... Um, so let's hold on a bit with the Burkina Faso uh, local Black Stars or the Black Stars B game. And let's talk about what we've got uh, in terms of the updates from the Regional Football Association elections. You have 
I think you have the full update on what yeah, has happened. So all is done. So, all is done. so let's yeah. go through the dynamics. Let's okay. have some time and go through the dynamics. And for those of you who are not following, the Regional Football Association elections were ongoing. It's actually ended yeah. and we have the names of the new RFA chairman. And it's just the start uh, of the GFA Decides 2019 that's going to end next week. That's yeah. if there's no injunction yeah. you know, placed on the presidential election. So, Benedict, shall we start with what we've got in terms of the faces? Or maybe I should ask you, uh, would you is this um, regime change? Are we having new faces coming? in or the old men had a, had a way to get back into it? Well, a lot of new faces. Uh, we can only look at two people that uh, maintained or retained uh, their seats. Uh, we talk about Ashanti region, that's uh, Osei Tutu Ajiman Kuto, mm. as is popularly known. He has maintained his seat there. And then you can also uh, look at uh, Upper East region. Salifu Shaibu Zida was also part of the old executive committee. Okay. And so those two men have uh, retained their seats successfully. And, uh, you know, the votes that came through you look at someone like Jose, Jose Tukoto, uh, he actually won with 41 votes as against uh, 29 for referee retired Jose Insia who contested him and, uh, in the Upper East uh, region uh, he received the warming actually he went uh, on a post so he received an overwhelming uh, majority of votes from the 32 delegates that took part in the election and he won uh, by 24 votes representing 75% of uh, you know the votes there so okay. aside those two men the rest are new guys you guys, and, and of course, it tells you that uh, they, as they've, they've consistently been saying that mm. they want to break away uh, from that 13-year regime under Mr. Former President Mr. Nyantichi, yeah. they, they want something new. Want something and new. Exactly, that's what we are seeing. That's the trend in the RFA elections. Shut. So the likes of Ralph Jamra mm. have all come in. Uh, the likes of uh, Qatar mm. uh, also winning the Greater Accra. You know, previously was a Dido Kuru uh, was cited in the Nasarimi yes. and so he couldn't even come uh, to contest. He went there with uh, Eugene Jacqui, mm. uh, who is known for quotes. Mm. One man that you know has done so much when it comes to quotes football. But uh, Qatar Abubri, that's his real name, eventually beat uh, Eugene Jacqui to that. So it's been interesting. It's been nice. One man that I'm so happy that he's won is Ralph Jamra. Ralph Jamra four years ago uh, contested uh, the incumbents then uh, the, the western the brown half okay, uh, that was uh, Augustin Asante he mm. lost and this time Rav Jamra has won so he's the RFA chairman that well that's good so uh, maybe we should just break it down let's see if we can go through region by okay. region All right, um, so, quickly, um, so, so clearly it, it was a contest of ideas yeah of course I mean that, that has been the case and you look at even the presidential as well as the executive council that's what is going on it's all about ideas it's not about what, what you think you're, you're going to do for your small community yes the focus is on the football community but because of the perception because of the public view of everything that has happened in terms of our football in the country you have to put yourself out there you have to put your ideas and policies out there for the public to accept mm. you understand although your football community will vote for you but the public must accept because it was based on the public perception that's why we had to go to where we had to go and mm. now we are reforming and, and, and it's the public that will give you the money uh, mm. just just to say uh, to keep running it okay that's good so um, let's now look so at quickly, the, 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 look the regions. At, yes. Yeah, so let's look at the regions. And Salifu Shaibu uh, Zida, as I mentioned, he has been re-elected as the chairman of the Upper East Region. You go to Upper West Alaji, Bayat Sadugu, uh, won that place uh, with 16 votes. Uh, close contender Babapele uh, pulled 11 and Sid Bomisen had 7. Daniel Abuga, uh, by popular acclamation after going on a post, is the uh, chairman of the Voter Regional Football Association. And then Robert Duncan, he uh, has unanimously been voted as chairman of the Central a regional IFA uh, following Roy Arthur's uh, disqualification yes. and out of the 75 delegates expected to cast their votes 13 were absent and the remaining 62 all voted for uh, Duncan by popular acclamation and then Rav Jamras I mentioned earlier and now is uh, the Brun Ahafo IFA chairman he put 52 voters against close contender that's Dr. Ant who had 47 so just 5 votes mm. 5 votes very, very serious. In really the northern tight. region, uh, the winner is uh, Alhaji Abu Alhassan Muhammadu. He had 41 votes with Omar Farouk Karimu pulling 27. And then in the eastern region was, uh, western region was Simon Ehuma. Uh, he's been elected there. He pulled 47 as against uh, James Esiedu's 28 and Bismarck Ousu's 26. In the Ashanti region, uh, Osei Tutu Ajman Koto, uh, 41 votes as against 29 for referee retired Osei Nsi. And then Greater Accra. Samuel Abrobri, that's uh, Qatar, uh, winning 71. Eugene Jaque had 49, uh, 14 for Reverend Emmanuel Ankuma, and then Albert Atta had two. Two votes right. for Eastern Region, Linford Esiama, and this is a landslide victory. Yeah, Linford Landslide, Linford Esiama. He had 109 as against nine votes for Nanabudu. <laughs> 109 <laughs> as against uh, nine. Linford Esiama. 
was it the guy contesting Lawal? Yeah. Uh, the late Lawal. Maybe so. Lawal Budu also piece. contested the yeah, Lawal, Lawal as okay, well. So. But Linford, landslide victory. Yeah. The margin is too wide. Yeah, the, yeah. This is over <laughs> 1,000%. <laughs> <laughs> so so, so that's, that's what we've got in terms of the regional football association elections. Yeah. Um, later on first take, you have to join us. We'll be talking about what the role of these RFAs are and what they need to be doing. We'll mm. spend some more time, you know, in that. So what are we left in terms of this election calendar or the, okay, the, so this the roadmap? Is, this is the first of three elections to come. Mm. That's the RFA done today. Uh, on Thursday, buying any lawsuit, yes. nothing unforeseen uh, from uh, Palmer's uh, case uh, at CAS. We're going to have the constituent bodies election. That's where we'll have an uh, election for the women representative as well as uh, all those that will be on the executive council. That will happen on Thursday yeah. at the Football Association's head office. So the premier, uh, we have the premier, we have the uh, division uh, one. Mm. So you know, those that are going for the yeah. premier, yeah. The, the likes of Samolenim uh, Randiabe, uh, who was part of the old executive committee all are going uh, for the division one in the premier we have uh, doc- the likes of Dr. Obin uh, George Amakum of Asante Kodoko Fedachi of uh, Ashanti Gold and all the other guys yes. in there so it's going to be very interesting for the women's representative that's where we have the likes of Evelyn Isian Sari uh, Rosalind Amo our own Rosalind mm-hmm. Amo and then uh, Edna Kwagran as well as Madame Abibata so on, Saturday, on, on, on Thursday Thursday that's uh, next to Godwin it's going to be interesting at the football association's head office that's buying any lawsuit yeah. you're going to go through uh, with that and then we'll have our executive council and next week by this time i'm sure <laughs> but by this time well, local, local room probably will come from um, yeah, i think so I yeah, think yeah. Local room must we'll, come from we'll come the, from the, the election ground yes, yes. center yes that's where we're going to have the presidential elections yeah uh, they will be on the uh, October 25. So yes. we'll see how that will go. Very, very interesting. Uh, there is a debate to come, <laughs> which uh, is uh, happening on Monday. On Monday. And all the aspirants, uh, sorry, all the candidates are coming with the exception of George Fee. We mm. don't know if George will be there. Uh, Ketu Kruku, Fred Papo, George Ankama, uh, Mensa Amanda Clinton, Anaya Amponsan, and uh, I hope yeah, I've mentioned I think that's all, unless you want to add the uh, for the second group of Palmer to it. But of course, all of them are uh, going to be there. So be there, very, sure. very interesting mm. next weekend. By uh, next week, by this time, I'm sure would have, uh, the process uh, would have been done and we'll know our new leaders uh, for the Ghana yeah. Football Association. Very well. So let's now get to the business and why I got you into the studio. We have to talk about uh, the Black Stars B. Because they want to qualify for Chan. And it's amazing. It's a tournament that we've been to the, the final twice already. Yeah, we've been to the I mean, final twice. Very, very close to winning yes, at the, the maiden. Yes, we lost to the finals, We lost to Dia Congo. Played some great football under uh, Milovan Ravage, who was a coach uh, yeah. then of the main Black Stars as well as uh, the Black Stars B. Yeah. From there... Uh, we managed to also get into the second one. Didn't I think you were there in South Africa. In That's South a final. Africa, that was 2014. We went into the finals and we were actually tipped as favourites to win that game. We played against Libya, who uh, even in the group stages they were not fancied uh, to be uh, where they got to. That's yeah. the finals. We only lost on penalties, uh, something that has been a predicament <laughs> for us. And mm. uh, after all the beautiful football we played, that they we lost on penalties. After that. It's been difficult even getting into, into the, the tournament itself. Qualification has been very, very difficult. The last two championships, that's a chance we, we've not we been feel, there. And okay. we are trying to see It's, it's, it's not been pretty. Now, mm. now let's, let's, let's roll it back from, from where all these fans have been watching the game. Yeah. And, and they saw the Black Stars B lose to the Bokinabe by one goal to nail. Yeah, uh, there's, there's the Wafu tournament that we saw the Black Stars play. I mean, the local Black Stars, the Black Stars B play mm-hmm. in. Uh, they managed to beat the yeah, Bokinabe again on penalties here in Senegal. And they are now going to Wakadugu to play. So, from what you saw happen in Ghana, mm. and all that has gone through, looking forward to the game on Sunday, yeah. what has been the transformation? You know, the problem with this team, and normally when you look at this Chan team in the last uh, two tournaments that we failed to qualify, the last one which we failed to qualify at the hands of this same Burkina Faso team, we won the Wafu Championship here in Ghana. Mm-hmm. You understand? So, I mean, I don't want to place prominence on what they did. At the Wafu. At the Wafu mm-hmm. uh, Cup of Nations, uh, you know, if, uh, becoming the second team after losing uh, the final to the host nation. I really want to see a team uh, that will go out there because, yes, you win Wafu, that's fine, but the Chan is big. The Chan is just like that of the Africa Cup of Nations mm. because if you win the Africa Cup of Nations, if you win the Chan... It's and as we have seen teams team. that have won the champ uh, exactly. and, and uh, see what they do in the AFCON. Morocco did the same. Yeah. And you saw the transition yes. of some of the players to the main team, and yes. that's what we want to see. But I want to believe that uh, they'll go into this very game with that win 
over Burkina Faso, even though it was on penalties, yes, it's still a win and psychologically we have the upper hand. Uh, the step that we took at the tournament, that's the Waffle Cup of Nations, I want to believe that they will take that into this game. The Burkina Faso team knows very well that, I mean, yeah, they were the team that prevented us from making the last one. They come to Ghana to beat us 1-0. We are coming their own backyard. It's a done deal for them. But one thing that we should know, that football now has changed. It's not that, just that about... Number 23 yeah, just uh, exactly. everybody. So if the Black Meteors, uh, you know, example is anything to go by, we can go there and get a good result. And that's what Max Oknudu has been saying. Yes, the players are there. Uh, there were issues of uh, their bonuses from the Wafu. God being so good, the sports ministry through their uh, spokesperson and personal aid to the minister, Kufia Saibrako, mm-hmm. has mentioned that they've sorted all out and that they've done everything. They are actually going via chartered flights. They are leaving tomorrow uh, morning and then right after the game, the same chartered flight we'll is going to bring them uh, to Ghana. So I think that uh, after doing all these and the motivation, the money aspect sorted out, the, the only thing left for them to go out there and play just as the Black Meteors did against Algeria and Algiers and qualify us to the tournament. So it's good then. Let's uh, talk about the Bokinabe. Why have they been a very difficult nut to crack then for even the main Black Stars and, and, and Black Stars, they've, they've been really difficult. And in you 2017, know, they were the reason why uh, the boys could not make it to the Chan. You know, normally what happens with this Chan, because it's locally based players and that players even outside your country cannot play, mm. it's all got to do with how active uh, you your are league in terms is, of yeah. your league. Yes. And that's what Burkina Faso over the years have been doing. Yeah, I mean, they've been able to build a very formidable league and they come these guys for a very long time. Look at our team. The players virtually are coming from Asante Kotoko and Ashanti Gold. I mean, these players ordinarily uh, should be playing week in, week out to stay fit. That's mm. much fitness, but we are not seeing that yeah. because of no league. You understand? And even when you bring these players, because Asante Kotoko and Ashanti Gold were playing in Africa, you only get how many days to train with them? Two days. They Two go days. back. Yeah. I mean, so where's the telepathy? Where, where, where's the coordination? How do you put these guys together and play them as a team and go out there to win? That's what's been working on for Burkina Faso. And we've seen that over the years. It's got to do with how competitive your league is. You look at Morocco. Their teams are doing very well. Aris Bekani, last season, losing semifinals in the uh, CAF Confederation Cup. So, of course, Morocco definitely will do well at the champ tournament. You look at DR Congo, their teams are playing very well uh, when it comes to the CAF club competitions. They definitely will do well at the champ tournament in terms of the... Tunisia. Club. Maybe so, so, so that's, that's the basic point. Okay, so the basic point there. Okay, so then let's end uh, just with what else will be happening. I know uh, the Black Stars B are playing against the Burkina. But what's your prediction, though, that results? It's a tricky uh, one. Well, of course, I, I pray that to win. But it will be very <laughs> it's, difficult. It's a tricky one. Yeah, I mean, what that? Let, let's look at the other the other games uh, that will be ongoing on All the right, continent. So what, 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 what's happening is that, you know, they are in zones. Yeah. So we are in Western Zone B. And uh, together, we have teams like Ivory Coast, Niger, uh, okay, Burkina Faso, Ghana, Ivory okay. Coast, Niger as well. Uh, Ivory Coast uh, lost to Niger by two goals to know, so they must overturn that deficit uh, to qualify. Look at Togo, Togo, Nigeria. Uh, Togo beat Nigeria by four goals to one in the first leg. Mm. You understand? Mm. So mm. Uh, Nigeria must also overturn that uh, deficit to make uh, the next stage. That's uh, the tournament. And then when you go to the Central Zone, we have teams like Central African Republic, Saotomi, Principe, Chad, Equatorial Guinea, all our fighting now you look at Chad Equatorial Guinea uh, they are all trying to see if they can make it Equatorial Guinea as well trying to uh, see if they can make it so it's very very it's going to be very interesting this weekend as to the teams knowing very well that Ghana stand a huge risk of not making it Nigeria also stand a huge Huge risk risk of of not making it and then uh, teams like uh, teams that we've been used to uh, playing in this competition I mean how can Nigeria now be looking at overturning a deficit a huge deficit against a team like Togo I mean, not disrespecting yes, the Togo but team but I mean yes this is football, this football yeah. when you're talking about history between Togo and Nigeria Nigeria is always there hmm. Benin uh, okay Benin or, or out as well and then Mauritania Mali Mali Mauritania Mali have a very good chance of making it they are in the second round as well they drew goalless away so now they play at home to Mauritania of course a win for them will see them through Senegal uh, won the first leg to Guinea by a goal to null at home and now they go to uh, Guinea to play but Senegal having won the waffle you expect them to go there and, and get the job done confidence <laughs> get a job done and make the uh, the Chan uh, 2020 it will be interesting to very see very interesting 
interesting. Good this weekend, mm. but I hope and pray that our Black Stars B will go out there and get a good result and make it. Thank you very much, Benedict, for joining me on the locker room. We're, we're here from Benedict again uh, on Festic. There's more to talk about there as we get into some more issues. But still on the locker room now to uh, get on to the Joy Sports BBC Two Way Series. I've been having a great chat with the BBC's John Bennett. You enjoy this, and when we come back, there's definitely more here on the show. Thanks for time this weekend and heavy domestic football resumes with a lot to look forward to in England. Of course, the Manchester United-Liverpool talk to come shortly, but now let's stop the champions Manchester City. And with the well-documented problems, can Crystal Palace take advantage? Well, Crystal Palace do seem to raise their game, don't they, against Manchester City. Remember last season, Andros Townsend, that amazing volley and Crystal Palace beating Manchester City. The shot result, really, of the season. They only lost four times last season. Manchester City can they can they do it this time I, I'm not so sure I, I've been fairly impressed with Crystal Palace at times they've looked solid there were question marks about Roy Hodgson at the start of the season he's answered all of those critics and slowly but surely week by week we've seen that Wilfred Zahar is growing in form as well getting back to the old Wilfred Zahar before all those transfer rumours in the summer that seemed to distract him and of course you guys will have been fascinated by the performances of Jordan Ayew. He's living up to his potential, isn't he, finally? He's putting in some really good performances for Crystal Palace. Looks as though he's going to score every week in a Palace shirt. So, can they cause problems against Man City? Yes, but I don't think it'll be enough to beat Pep Guardiola's side. I still feel that, in the end, it will be a fairly comfortable win by, by two goals for Manchester City. And, yeah, City, City will be back and they will pile the pressure on Liverpool this season. Make no mistake. So let's talk Manchester United and the Liverpool clash at Old Trafford. Liverpool are flying at the moment. United boss Oligana Solskjaer needs some respite. United have surprised the Corps at home even when they were out of form. Can this game produce a weekend's odd result? I don't think so. The build-up here in Manchester has been bizarre because I've never seen Manchester United fans so pessimistic going into a Liverpool game. Maybe last season they were pessimistic too but not like this. They expect to lose to be quite honest with you. They're just asking how many goals will it be by? Will they beat us 1-0, 2-0 3-1? It's very strange when you think about the history of Manchester United when you think about the dominance that Manchester United have had over Liverpool in the last 30 years but that is all changing it's Liverpool now who are the dominant team Liverpool who are in great form and when you think about the injury problems that Manchester United have, I just can't see Liverpool not winning this game. We've been surprised before and Liverpool don't have a great history at Old Trafford. There may be a mental blockage there about whether they can, can win away against Manchester United. But Jurgen Klopp will get his team in the right frame of mind for the game. And I expect a resounding win for Liverpool. Newcastle have been tough customers lately. Although they have appeared flat at times this season, they embark on a tricky trip to Frank Lampard's Chelsea. What do you expect? I expect a Chelsea win, but I think Newcastle will make it tough. I really like the midfield combination of the two Longstaff brothers at Newcastle. You've got Sean and Matty. So much energy in that midfield. Manchester United wanted to sign Sean Longstaff in the European summer. It came very, very close to happening. Sean Longstaff was even looking at accommodation in uh, Manchester places to live it didn't happen and that's great for Newcastle because they have a brilliant midfield combination now full of energy and I think that could cause problems for Chelsea particularly if Angolo Kante isn't fit we wait to find out if he'll be able to play in the game but Chelsea are looking really good aren't they this season I think they've answered a lot of critics early on in this campaign I think their squad is a lot stronger than we gave it credit for you see now that Christian Pulisic can't get into the first 11, sometimes can't even get on the bench. Callum Hudson-Odoi is returning to full fitness as well. He's going to put pressure on the likes of Willian and, and, and Pedro. And you've got Tammy Abraham scoring goals as well. So Chelsea are flying. I expect them to finish in the top four this season and I expect them to beat Newcastle. Let's stop Spurs because Mauricio Pochettino is probably in his toughest period of the club. 
with fans' expectations growing every season after recent exploits in Europe. Clearly in disarray and some injuries to deal with, can Watford pounce? I, I don't think so. I, I think that the international break came at a great time for Tottenham. They've been able to, to recharge their batteries, particularly Maurizio Pochettino, the manager. I think it will have given him some time to step back, to look at the bigger picture. We've seen that some of their players have been in decent form as well on international duty. Harry Kane, I thought, did very well in Bulgaria for England in a leadership role, but also on the pitch as well. He, he finally got his goal as well after missing a couple of chances. So I think this is the perfect opportunity for Tottenham to, to reignite their season, to kickstart their season, and I, I expect them to win comfortably. I think Watford are in serious trouble this season. Clearly in disarray and some injuries to deal with, can Watford pounce? So let's end with the fixtures you'll keep an eye on, aside the key games. And of course, Arsenal cannot be off this radar, I reckon. Yeah, they play Monday against uh, Sheffield United. Sheffield United have been very strong at Bramall Lane. So that, that's a tough trip for Arsenal, who you never quite know what you're going to get with Arsenal. They are very inconsistent. But what, they, what you do know is that they will score goals, particularly with Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang up front in great form. So that, for me, would suggest that they will win against Sheffield United. So that's on Monday. But Saturday is going to be a fantastic day in the Premier League. Some, some, some great games to look forward to. Loads of games to look forward to. You've got Everton, West Ham United. Marco Silva, the Everton boss, will surely get sacked if they suffer a disappointing defeat in that game. They've lost their last four Premier League games. You've got Leicester City aiming to improve on their form which has been great this season with a home match against Burnley and tributes will be paid as well to their former owner former chairman Kun Vishai as well who sadly died this time last year in a helicopter crash and also you've got Crystal Palace against Manchester City we mentioned what a strange game that is sometimes for Manchester City at Crystal Palace and I'm at, at Villa Park, Aston Villa against Brighton, two teams who are looking to build on big wins just before the international break. Villa thrashed Norwich and Brighton thrashed Tottenham. So I, I wonder which of those teams will be able to follow up those performances. So the BBC's John Bennett there. Big thank you to him bringing us the Joy Sports BBC two-way series. And it's just a quick one. We'll be checking out the other games to look forward to elsewhere in Europe. But I must tell you this because uh, this man's classical between Barcelona and Real Madrid has been postponed because of fears of civil unrest. Now, the match was scheduled for the 26th of October, which is supposed to be next week, Saturday. But there have been, you know, days of protests in Barcelona after nine Catalan separatist leaders were jailed on Monday. Both Barcelona and Real Madrid disagreed with calls to switch the game to Madrid. And now the clubs have proposed Wednesday, 18th December as the new date. So we'll just stick with that. Uh, the quick news coming in for you, those of uh, you who are La Liga fans. You're still on Locker Room. It's now time to find out what else to expect elsewhere in Europe. And here's Choice Sports. Moses here well with a wrap. Paris Saint-Germain will be without Neymar after he injured himself on international duty as the Ligue 1 champions looking to get their fourth consecutive win travel to ninth place Nice, who haven't been anywhere near impressive this season. Real Madrid travel to Mallorca for their match day 9 clash as La Liga pace setters, despite quite an unpredictable run early in the new campaign. Still, they have both Barcelona and Atletico Madrid breathing down their necks, and building on the gap is surely a must for Zinedine Zidane's men. Barcelona have regained their consistency and sit just a point behind Madrid as they travel to Eibar, looking to build on a four-match winning streak across competitions. And this is the standout fixture in La Liga this weekend as third place Atletico Madrid seek another strong result against the Valencia side who they haven't lost to in five years. Bayern Munich travel to Augsburg for their match day eight clash after dropping the top spot. Niko Kovac now hopes to have used the break to a good cause. RB Leipzig was Vuzbek desperate to return to winning ways after a disappointing run before the international break. And Borussia Dortmund host leaders Borussia Mönchengladbach looking to climb back up the table with all important points at Signa Iduna Park. The Italian Serie A is back this weekend and Juventus return to action on Saturday night looking to maintain their position at the top of the table in their clash at home with Bologna. Inter will attempt to bounce back from the defeat at the hands of Juventus when they face Asuolo and Napoli who have not hit their stride yet come up against a team in Verona who have been rock solid on their return to Syria. Live on radio, live online, this is The Locker Room with George Addo Jr.
basketball next. And as the 2019-2020 NBA season inches closer, 30 franchises are preparing themselves for what will ultimately be a long season. Successful teams will extend their play into the playoffs and the less successful teams will beginning the March look to pivot into the off-season while still having to suffer through the final month and a half. As is the case for every team, unknown factors hover above them going into the training camp presenting great anticipation for their fan bases and themselves. So let's talk about the action to come shortly. And joining me is Yao Binta, our NBA expert. So thanks, Yao, for your time. Off-season, pre-season, and now the season beckons. Good to hear your voice again. Uh, thank you very much, Jojo. It's a pleasure um, to, to talk to you again. And now that the, the season is here, um, I look forward to having regular chats with you. So, Yao, let's start with the defending champions, Toronto Raptors, and both Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are now Clippers, but neither is likely to play all 82 games for various reasons. Now, Leonard appeared in just 60 games last season with the Raptors following his right quad issues he dealt with while in San Antonio. Toronto decided to actively spare him during the regular season to keep him fresh for the postseason. Are the Raptors good enough to defend this? I don't think the, the Raptors are good enough to defend the NBA title because uh, they lost their foundational piece behind that title run in Kawhi Leonard, um, who signed with the Los Angeles Clippers, as you said. And they also lost their veteran uh, shooting guard, uh, Danny Green, uh, whose championship winning experience with San Antonio um, Spurs and the scouts defense that he played during the series were also uh, key in the, in the Raptors run. So I don't believe... They are good enough to defend the title. Um, and remember, even when um, Kawhi Leonard was on their roster last season, they needed Kawhi to to score a buzzer-beating three-point shot to to beat the Philadelphia 76ers in that particular series. And that sent um, Joel Embiid crying into the tunnel. So looking at how um, the dynamics have worked this past offseason and um, the dramatic way and the tough way they, they, they had to go through to beat the the, the Philadelphia 76ers, I, I don't believe they they have it in them and their team is good enough to defend the NBA title. They didn't improve their team um, that much this this uh, particular offseason. But on the other hand, you look at what the Philadelphia 76ers, they did. Um, they signed, uh, they, they, they maintained Tobias Harris on their roster. They signed Al Horford and they also made a trade for Josh um, Richardson, who used to play for the Miami Heat beat. That is a formidable roster, and I, I believe um, the the Raptors don't stand a chance against this this particular team, the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, they pretty much maintain their team, the the team that they built around um, the the reigning MVP, that's Giannis Antetokounmpo, and they also made some interesting um, acquisitions. They they improved their shooting guard depth by signing veteran shooting guards, that's Wesley Matthews and. Uh, cover. So, looking at all these dynamics, and uh, I, I don't, I don't believe the the Raptors have a good enough team to to defend the NBA title. Well, yeah, with Kevin Durant now in Brooklyn, where he's projected, you know, as missing the entire upcoming season, and Clay Thompson lost for months to a torn ACL, the Warriors look to Stephen Curry, Draymond Green, and newcomer D'Angelo Russell to be the main driving forces of the team. Is that enough, though, to give them the cushion they need in fighting back to wrestle this title away from the Toronto Raptors? Um, uh, well, George, um, looking at the, the the Golden State Warriors, like the like the Raptors, um, they they have a, a weaker team to com- to compete um, this season compared to the teams that they've had in previous season that that made it all the way to. Um, five straight NBA titles. As you pointed out, uh, Kevin Durant is gone, Clay Thompson. Um, if he, he will return late in the season, but he wouldn't be the same um, as he recovers from that ACL um, injury. And they also lost Andre Godala and and Quinn Cook plus uh, Sean Livingston. These are guys who played key contributing roles in championship runs. You look at the fact that Draymond Green and uh, newly signed guard that's D'Angelo Russell, they are they aren't players who can easily replace Clay Thompson's production as the second man um, behind or the second offensive force behind Steph Curry. And I, I looking at how their team is uh, their roster is built i see them struggling to score a lot of points because of the absence of these guys i've mentioned that's kevin durant clay thompson and andre godala plus they also uh, stand to lose and stand to tr- struggle um uh, on the defensive end 
off the court because um, these guys, that's Clay uh, Thompson and Andre Godala, as good as they are um, offensively, they are also um, good playing defense. So looking at how the the roster has been built, D'Angelo Russell, he's a scorer, but he isn't an elite scorer like Clay um, Thompson, and he's a very poor defender. And you look at um, Andre Iguodala, the kind of experience that he has and his three-point shooting stroke is, is better than um, Draymond Green. And you consider the fact that the Western Conference has improved massively. The, the Western Conference has improved so much with a lot of teams signing top players. I don't believe um, the Golden State Warriors have enough weapons for this time around for them to make another uh, return to the NBA Finals. No, I think their time is done. Let's talk the Los Angeles Lakers. And yeah, LeBron, Davis and three one buddies will be favoured against both clubs next season. How do you see them powering along? I believe they have a very, very good chance of making a title run. I believe this is the, this is the team that has the potential to win it all this season because they, aside the, the addition of um, Anthony Davis. They also um, signed a host of guys who are mainly guards and centers to to um, give that's LeBron James and um, Anthony Davis enough time to rest and save their their body and their energy um, for 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 the playoffs. Because you look at um, how the Lakers have um, considered Anthony Davis health problems. They signed Dwight Howard and they maintained. Javel McGee to play center because Anthony Davis has voiced issues playing the center position. He he prefers a powerful position which is less bruising on his body and less tasking on his body which has proven to be quite fragile in the seven year run in the NBA and they also try to amplify that's LeBron James's strength by surrounding him with shooters who also play tough defensively in, in Danny Green and, and Avery Bradley. Um, because as you as you well aware, LeBron James is approaching um, age 35, and he has shown considerable um, signs of slowing down on the defensive end because he, he can't play at that top level on both sides of the court. So he tends to slow down on the defensive end, and he tends to put more emphasis on delivering on the offensive end. So you look at what they've put in place and um, what they have on their roster in terms of talent and the contingency plans that they've made. I believe um, they, will, they will make a strong run at uh, winning the NBA title um, this time around. Of course, we have to talk the Houston Rockets. They've been knocking the door for several years now. Harden will be looking forward to a special partnership, particularly with a potentially weakened Golden State squad. Is this their year? Um, Chris Paul has been traded to the Oklahoma City Thunder and they, they made a trade and they got in return Russell Westbrook who is younger than Chris Paul who um, health-wise is, 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 is a better option than Chris Paul uh, who is way, way, way more athletic than Chris Paul and in terms of uh, of the court relationship um, he has a better rapport with James Harden because these are two guys that uh, for the California, Los Angeles area. Um, they've known each other for over 10 years. They played um, four straight years um, together at Oklahoma City Thunder. So, unlike Chris Paul, who has a, who came from a different timeline with the, the, um, the likes of LeBron James, Carmelo Anthony, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosch, Russell Westbrook is in line with um, J- James Harden in terms of um, their personalities, how they, they play their game and I, I look at the, the Houston Rockets um, roster I don't think the unfortunately I don't think they, they, they can top the Western Conference and win the NBA title because just like most of the contenders um, in the conference they, they also have to adjust their style mainly due to the presence of Russell Westbrook now in 2017 they led the Golden State Warriors we won in that particular and at the end of the day they fell to the Golden State Warriors and they couldn't make it and this past um, this past season in the playoffs Kevin Durant went down with three games to spare and they couldn't um, still beat the Golden State Warriors so for me that was their time to make it to the NBA Finals and possibly win a championship but they failed to do so and now the Western Conference is much tougher yeah finally let me take your predictions for the East Conference and West Conference. I'd like to just take your top three. So, who is finishing in the top 
three for East Conference and West Conference? Well, top three in the Eastern Conference, that's, I'll go with the Eastern Conference first because that's much easier and straightforward to, to predict than the Western Conference. So, top three, um, number one, Milwaukee Bucks. Number two, Philadelphia 76ers. And number three, the Boston Celtics. And for the Western Conference, um, I'll go with the LA Clippers, the LA Lakers. The third team is a bit tough to to pick up because you have the Rockets, you have the Utah Jazz, you have the the Denver Nuggets. They are a very good team, very young side. So, and they have a very very um, strong overall team. They have strength in that and. If I'm to pick, wow. And since it's the regular season and it's not the postseason, yes, I'll go for the Denver Nuggets. So talk to me in the Western Conference. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Um, LA Clippers, LA Lakers, and the Denver Nuggets. Thank you very much, Yao, for your time on the show. Live on radio, live online, this is The Locker Room with George Addo Jr. Uh, that's about it for our show, but great stuff there from Yao Mita. Great stuff. Now, remember that we're coming away with live commentary on Sunday in the English Premier League. We've got the Manchester United versus Liverpool. Yeah, Manchester United versus Liverpool. That game is at Old Trafford, and, and, and that's what really um, what it is. Uh, we'll also be looking forward to what the Black Stars B can do against the Bokinabe. Uh, very good weekend. Very, very good weekend. My name is George Adi Jr. Just about time to step out. Uh, News of two is coming up shortly. Till we meet next week, as always, I will expect you to be good and ensure that uh, your teams get to win. There's quite a lot to be talking about. Till we meet next week, be good. Thanks for listening to The Locker Room on Joy 99.7 FM. The podcast will be available online at myjoyonline.com in 30 minutes. This production was powered by Joy Sports and supported by the BBC World Service.